We're live. We're happening. I'm a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> well, we're not live, but we are recording now. Hi, everyone. Okay. Welcome to episode okay. six. Yes. We are um, very excited to be back um, again recording. Um, and yeah, here we are. All right. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't awkward. That wasn't awkward. No. All right. Um, I'll go and do the random generator find out what we're talking about this week okay and this week we're talking about musical theater this is a subject aye, aye, aye. this is a subject that's aye, aye. that we're like are these well yeah we both are we both are very passionate about this subject because oh i just love musical theater so much we're like the biggest we're one of the biggest theater nerds ever yes <laughs> we have a lot to say yes. about the topic Okay, but no. Um, so I think this week, because of it, this is going to have to be a running theme for this. It's going to have to be more than one episode. Absolutely. It's just way too much to cover. Absolutely. Too many shows to cover, too many topics to cover. And I also want to go into a couple of ideas of how I direct certain shows because I've got some ideas. Yes, they're very dystopian. You're going to love them. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, I think for this week, because obviously, um, we are now in week two of uh, lockdown, uh, like the lockdown restriction tiers. Yeah, in the UK. And obviously, um, theatres are meant to be reopening soon. Obviously, we don't really know how. Still, don't really yeah. know how that's going to go in terms I... of theatres reopening and the new lockdown tiers. So, uh, we're actually just going to talk about theatre news. I think. Yeah, for... if that's alright with you. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, I was going to say we can segment this episode, but if you just want to talk about theatre news, I'm fine with that. Because I have, I've been listening to a lot of musical theatre stuff recently, like a lot of new stuff. Okay. So yeah. like, I feel like I have a lot to say about new shows that I haven't told you about yet. Um, you know, so, let's, se- let's segment it. Let's so segment it. We'll s- I want to know, I want to know uh, your full like your full review on uh, Prince of Egypt uh, you listen to yes it. yes yes I well okay spoiler alert I loved it but um okay we'll start off okay so this as you can tell we're like super unprepared and this is just us like workshopping this episode <laughs> so we're gonna start um with the musical theater we're gonna start with some musical theater news um that's gonna be the first segment of this podcast um all right i want to talk about the tony awards i feel like that's like one of the biggest thing that's currently happening at the minute because the tony awards are going through this year which i think is a little ridiculous oh yeah it's how um wait 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 yes yes my question is how the hell are they gonna like what's nominated what yeah the fuck no, exa- is nominated? That, that's exactly the point right because most shows this year didn't even get to open so like shows like mrs doubtfire six um flying over sunset like a lot of these new shows didn't even get to open on broadway so it was like a lot of these shows were just suddenly like i mean i feel really bad for six on broadway because they were legitimately like on their opening night and then they got into lockdown yeah. so it was like oh girl yeah. But okay, so anyway, the Tony Awards are happening, which I think is really funny and really ridiculous because the current news about Broadway uh, in New York, about theatre in New York, is that most theatres are going to be closed until July next year. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, how are they going to do this? Anyway, so the Tony Awards are happening and we're only going to focus on musical theatre because, sorry, we love plays as well, but I don't know much about plays because I'm not as into 
plays as I am to with musical theater. But anyway, there were only like four potential like shows that were, I think there were only like four potential shows that could be nominated. And those shows were Lightning Thief, Jagged Little Pill, Moulin Rouge, and Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Um, Don't get me fucking started on Moulin Rouge. <laughs> nope. Well, I have some tea because I think Lightning Thief was totally robbed. And this is like... An opinion that a lot of like musical theater outlets like uh, Theater Mania and What's on Stage have mentioned because I think they were totally robbed. They were not. They weren't nominated at all for a single nominate. They were nominated for any award for the Tonys. What's nothing? Absolutely nothing. Which I think is ridiculous because it's already like there's it's already like very little contenders, and you're still not going to nominate them. I mean, I under like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's so like, bad. Talk about kit kick the little guys when they're down yeah i mean i understand that it was a limited run on broadway but still give them some hope i mean so the three so there's only three shows um that's currently on for best musical jagged little pill moulin rouge and tina the tina turner musical and my prediction is that jagged is pro- is probably gonna win i'd rather that over moulin rouge like <laughs> yeah the sets look amazing but at the end of the day for me you cannot they ruined it if they followed if they literally taken the music from the movie improved it a little bit not fucking changed it would have been perfectly fine yeah i i have no opinions because i haven't really listened i listened to a little bit of the soundtrack of moulin rouge but i haven't really listened to it fully Uh, i've seen the movie uh which i really enjoyed but uh yeah i can't really say much it's a good movie it is a really good movie Yeah, it was very good. Jagged Little Pill, I listened to the soundtrack and lol, I also watched the bootleg, which it's just gonna happen. <laughs> Hashtag illegal. Hashtag illegal. But I watched the bootleg of Jagged Little Pill and that show it was bonkers. Well, like bonkers in a good way. Like in the beginning of it, I was like, where the fuck is this show going? Because I feel like, spoilers by the way, um, early on spoilers throughout this entire episode because we're just going to be talking about shows. So if you haven't seen or listened to these shows, spoilers. Um, so Jack and Little Pill is essentially like, in my opinion, a modern day next to normal. Okay. But it's so much more, it feels so much deeper than next to normal in the sense that it talks about so many different things. Really? Like it talks like, about... I love next to normal. Next to normal I love it. is amazing. But when I say deeper, I mean they talk about a lot more things talk about a lot more things like like rape is is part of the show obviously suicide which is also rape yeah rape so like rape and like not saying not talking about it and like women being completely shunned by society or not being believed by society they only believed her when he actually spoke like when the guy spoke up about it um it's very deep like a lot of it is very deep honestly sorry to interrupt you obviously i haven't listened to it um i haven't seen it but Considering that's come around at the time, it's kind of come around. We obviously we know her because obviously we've had um, Epstein, we've had Harvey Weinstein yeah, go to prison. Yeah. Um, obviously the the Me Too movement. Th- this is perfect that this is coming around now because I agree. It bring it 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 enforces in a different tone. Even though we're seeing over and over again, it enforces in a different tone that. Um, rape victims don't need to hide but obviously there's still a massive stigma around it which is really upsetting but they don't always need they don't need to hide like there are safe environments and 
it is really heartbreaking that people still find the need that they need to hide absolutely absolutely such a traumatic thing to happen absolutely and it's it's really fucked up because in this show how they've kind of presented is that the mom so the main character is the mom and she she's essentially like she's living in this like perfect bubble like she's the perfect woman she exercises she does everything and her family is living in this bubble of like everyone around them thinks their family is perfect like her son is um her son is you know going to princeton i think uh, like a really good college uh university at um in america and he you know he did so he was doing or no i think he's going to harvard and like princeton was one of the other options he's going to an ivy league essentially yeah um and anyway he's you know doing all those things and he's a perfect perfect guy he um and then you also have her daughter her adopted daughter um who also seems yeah. to be like the perfect girl as, as well but then she's but she's also but her entire character that she's rebelling against her family like she believes in the me too movement she's bisexual um and she's currently yes. dating this uh non-binary uh person and it's really wonderful the way that they present that anyway um so 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 that's so that's the entire thing, and the mom is like constantly trying to keep this image, but she's obviously dealing with a lot of like mental illness because she's you know taking over the counter drugs to try and keep her sane, and to a point where her prescription expired and she had to go and get like these drugs from some from like a drug dealer somewhere else, and oh wow yeah wow. and this the girl who so this doesn't only talk about um like issues with rape and obviously um obviously like offenders getting away but it's also going into addiction yeah super mental mental illness yeah super mental illness it was there's a scene in the show where she's dancing with herself she's singing and dancing with herself and like the sofa and it's like she's saying that she's like she feels like she's drowning and it's 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 incredible one of it's a really really good scene like i was really like wow this is amazing but anyway um so essentially she's trying so what this show is kind of does is so the girl who gets raped in this show comes to her for like advice and it's yeah. funny because it's what, what's what's ironic about it is she herself is a victim the mom is she herself is a victim oh. of sexual abuse and rape but her advice to this woman is you just have to nip it in the bud and live like it's no. clearly like it, it's not like she in her head it was her fault like if you weren't doing this if you weren't doing that it's like nip it in the bud like that was her advice and so you know that's essentially why she feels so paranoid why she feels all these yeah. certain things and her fa- why her family is kind of crumbling apart and it's yeah so that's the last of the show and that is why I think it's gonna win best musical in the Tonys because yeah. it's just so deep and it, the way that it kind of presents things is really nice I I think my the reason, the reason why I'm not super raving about the show, like I'm not a massive fan of the show. Like the storyline and the lyrics of the of the music is so fantastic. Like <clears throat> one of the one of the songs is essentially her go like is like a rape like a, a rally for like sexual sexual assault, and one of the songs essentially goes um like how what how why don't you know what no means kind of it's not the same lyrics but it's kind of like something like that. Let me like. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, how do how, what what like? Anyway, that's kind of kind of what it's going for, and it's really powerful, like a really really powerful moment. And it's like, wow, okay. But my, the reason why I don't enjoy it so much is I think the music doesn't really appear to appeal to me. It the music is all written by okay, Alanis Morissette. No clue. Is that her name actually? No oh clue. God, did I say her name wrong? Wait. Yeah, Alanis Morissette. 
Um, and she wrote the she she wrote the music, and she's like a famous uh, rock singer. But anyway, she's it's a it's a good show. But like this is why I think it's gonna win best musical. Moulin Rouge, I feel like isn't gonna yeah. win much, if I'm truly honest. <laughs> Doesn't deserve to. If I'm truly, ooh, wow, okay. Doesn't deserve to. Um, the other, uh. the other like, T uh, for the Tonys is that only Aaron Tveit was nominated for Best Actor, mm-hmm. which I think is ridiculous. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Yeah, only Aaron Tveit. No, yes, no, he's, you're kidding. I'm not kidding. You, you can legitimately search. He's the only person nominated for Best Actor, which obviously means he's going to win. Because <laughs> imagine if he didn't, though. That would be hysterical. I would laugh <laughs> so hard if he didn't win. No, like, I feel so bad I'm, for him. I'm sorry. No. I mean, he's beautiful. He's a uh, pretty good-looking man. Don't. He was... But he's, like, standard beautiful. Yeah. But no... He's nothing special to me. Same. That's one of my unpopular opinions as well. I don't think he's as good as people think he is. But I mean, look, no. that's just that's just my opinion. I think he's I think he's definitely like he definitely has the talent for it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. definitely has the talent for it, but I just think there are people out there that are better than he is. Yes. If you get if you know what I mean. He really is he really is nothing special. Uh sorry, listeners, if obviously you have uh, different opinions yeah sorry guys uh, but oh but just my opinion is he's genuinely nothing special he's he's decent he yes he's talented but again it's just it's not really the wow factor for me fair enough personally. fair enough um the only other guy and i'm sorry but i can't i can't not think of uh aaron Tavert and oh, i'd say his name and the first thing that comes to my head is him playing playing i think it was trent or something with the T and fucking Gossip Girl. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. I can't get out of my head. <laughs> I kind of forgot that he was in Gossip Girl. But yeah, so that's that's yeah. my tea. But I also think, okay, I think the whole idea of the Tony Awards is ridiculous. But I think they could have spent, used the money for to, to make the Tony Awards to like help people in the arts. There are so many people. Help the, you help the fucking arts. Yeah, because there's yeah. so many people that I are agree. just... That are, that are losing jobs in the arts industry like yeah. so many costume shops around New York were like close to closing down you know and I just think I just think people need to yeah look at that anyway so that's um, so that's the Tony Awards we can talk about something else wow we've been talking about Tony Awards for 15 minutes <laughs> right uh, do you want to do what, what is there any other theory news that you want to talk about in particular um so the only real theatre news in uh England at the time uh, at the present moment is that there are certain venues and certain shows that are planning to be reopening in yes uh, I want to say November yes. I want to say November but I think it may actually be the end like the end of no no it's November uh, there are some shows that are it is November there are some shows that are opening I know that like off West End. I know End. Six is reopening. I know that. I know that uh, Les Mis is reopening. Yeah. Um, they're reopening the Apollo Theatre. Yeah. Um, but I honestly don't know how they're going to do me it. Neither. I feel concerned. So they say that obviously they're going to be doing temperature checks and masks will be compulsory. But I really don't know. Like I feel a lot of concern is, as like, well. Arts, yeah, I am. I am like deeply concerned about this. Uh, but the arts is really fucking struggling in England, man. Yeah. Because it's had no help from the government whatsoever. Yeah, no, I know. Like, even 
even Andrew Lloyd Webber, and we all know how we feel about him. <laughs> He's a G. Has come out and said um, that if we don't do something now, it's gone. Like, yeah, the arts is going to be gone, and like all of will die. all of my training, all of my all of my training is going to be for naught. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's well, I'll be kind of in the same boat, especially if I do end up going into the exactly. master's. I want to do it'll be for nothing, won't exactly. It? Like both of us, it'll, the training that we're going to go into is just going to be for nothing. But I, yeah. But personally, like, I'm a bit. I'm both like concerned, but I'm also really excited. I'm also really excited. I do get that as well because, like, I haven't. We have. Well, um, I, don't, I can't remember if you've seen any shows after we saw. Uh, Wicked, yeah. Waitress. Oh, Waitress, yeah. We saw Waitress in January. Oh, Waitress, yeah. Waitress. We saw Wicked in October, didn't we? Yeah. We saw Wicked, no. We saw Wicked we saw in... Wicked. Was it October? I swear it was December. Was it? Wait, no, yeah, no. We saw Ghost Quartet we saw Waitress in... in January, and then... Wait, 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 wait. We saw um, Waitress in October. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, I don't think we saw anything in November. No. We saw... Waitress... Uh, Wicked in December. We also saw Ghost six. We also saw six, didn't we? Oh, we did. When was that? Wait, we saw Wicked then six. Yes, we saw no. We saw six and then Wicked. Six then Wicked. Yeah. yeah. So that must have been our November show. Yeah. And then we saw um, Waitress again in January, in March. And then I haven't January. No March. Uh, January. No February. No, we saw January. We saw February. We saw at the end of January. I don't know why I said March. We saw at the end of January, oh. didn't we? Pretty okay, sure. so I haven't seen anything since January then, which is... I saw... I haven't actually been to London since January saying that. Oof. I saw six with Dina. Hi, Dina, if you're listening. I saw six with <laughs> Dina um, in February because that was my Christmas gift for her. So that was the last yeah. show that I saw, which not a bad show to, to, yeah. say, to say goodbye to theatre to for a while. Um, but anyway... Uh, anyway, like, yeah, so the, I'm, I'm quite excited to see it, to, to see where it goes. Like, I, I really hope, I yeah. really hope it opens, I really hope it, like, it works out in the end of it all. But, uh... But the only thing I'm thinking is, like, what are they going to do? They're going to put up, like, perspex screens No, the they're, the so audiences. essentially, right, so the government, actually, I've read somewhere that, I think in, like, London theatre, like, a London theatre review, like, blog that I'm following... Uh, they actually said that they're going to be doing... The government is actually going to be offering support in the sense that, like, so... Any seat... So, like, the first show that's going to get this is the the Panto that's opening in the London Palladium. Um, yeah. And if people don't know, Pantomime is, like, a Christmas show um, that happens in the UK. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> England's very, very big on Pantomime. Yeah. I don't personally like them. Me neither. Crazy. They're not my thing. They're not my thing. But anyway, you didn't grow up with them. It, you didn't grow up with them. It doesn't. You you don't really count, unfortunately, Miguel. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I but the, the the shows that I did see, it just wasn't the one. Anyway, um, so the London Palladium is going to be the first one because the government has said that they're going to be offering this lottery, this lottery, right? And um, where they will pay for any seats that aren't going to be paid for in terms of. Like for in terms of like social distancing. Oh, what's well, so the ones that they can't sell? Genuinely open. Yeah, ones that they can't really sell or open because of the social distancing. Government will provide support for that. And the first okay. show that's going to be getting that to receive that is the London Palladium, the Panto, and the London Palladium, which is exciting. Which yeah. means that governments are actually like wanting to help the industry, which is really wonderful. But uh, I don't know. I have my reservations yeah. as well. I think. 
I think I'm wondering if part of the reason they've actually decided to help now is that um, obviously London itself is a massive tour- tourist attraction, like it's our capital city. Yeah. But I to, but not only that, but think about how much revenue and how much money the theatre makes in exactly to the country exactly. And considering we're in like a economic recession right now, they kind of need, need to spend <laughs> a little to gain a little. Yeah. No, I. So, this is why it really boils my blood when 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 the, when Rashim is that his name, Rashid. Yeah. When Rashim or Rashid said that um, we needed to like retrain, like us as performers, writers, that we all needed to retrain and try something else. I was like, okay, first of all, we let's not. We are incredibly skillful, and we bring so much, like so much revenue into the country. Two, um, are are there really any other opportunities out there Mm -hmm. at the minute? Like, look at the current state of the world. I'm. I'm not gonna. I know that there are a lot of jobs. There's a lot of job opportunities out there, but there's also a lot of people being made unemployed every day when when it's coming to this pandemic. Absolutely. Um, like I was very lucky. Like I literally fell straight into a job after leave, leaving my next one. But yeah. Um, if I hadn't have had that interview lined up where I was successful, who knows how long it could have been before I found another job? Like I could be sitting here now, still unemployed. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just it's wild. Yeah. So, but the fact that performers spend years of their lives training to become like triple threats, perfectionists. yeah. Oh, we don't. Oh, oh. I'm sitting here. I can be. I can. I can be like a double. <laughs> mood. Praise the mood, doubles. Mood. Praise the non-dancers. Praise the non-dancers. Praise the, I'd rather like roll on the floor than do any <laughs> dancing. Cause I can't this do is it. true. This, I feel that hard. <laughs> Um, okay. But no. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that's it for now in terms of like theater news. We can go on to the next segment. Because uh, we yeah, because at the end of the day we can go on and on and on about this topic. We can go around in circles. Yeah, we can go to the next segment, which is um, shows that we want to talk about, like shows that we listen to and we want to recommend, and maybe like shows that we want to listen to, kind of like situation. Yeah, so. Okay. Uh, I will let you know now, I think, in this segment, like, my thoughts on Prince of Egypt, because, oh my goodness, it's so amazing. It's It's so amazing. The thing is, I've been meaning to listen to it for such a long time, but I just haven't had the time. I say I haven't had the time, but then, well, quarantine. Um, (laughs) We've had nothing but time. Exactly. So, um, anyway, I listened to it one evening, and it is amazing. I need, I want more context. I want to see the show when they reopen. It's a show that I definitely, I cannot wait to see. Same, same, same. Agreed. You need more context. I want to know. Honestly, there's big gaps of where it's just, um, it's just instrumental. So I really want yeah. to know, like, what kind of dance numbers they've got. Oh, well. I know, I know. Same, same, same. But not only just that. Oh, okay. I love the fact that. Um, Moses's wife is played by Christine Aliado, who is a Filipino. Mm-hmm. Who is a Filipino? You know, we love yeah. the Asian representation. Um, but she is incredible. Uh, we saw her in um, Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, we right? saw her in Hamilton. She was yes. also very good in that. But uh, no, very she, her singing in this show is something else. Like I was really shook. Oh, I was really shook. Yes. Like that, the one where she talks things about dancing. About yes. dancing for herself, like oh my goodness, that was incredible. She sounded so incredible in that. I mean, when uh, when you believe as well with Alexia Kadime, I think is her name. I think I might be pronouncing that wrong. I'm really sorry, but uh, 
yeah, it's so incredible. That When You Believe is such an incredible song. But I, uh, the song that really got me, that really like made me like, mm-hmm. oh, this is amazing, is, uh, wait, let me like pull it, pull it up on my phone really quickly. Because, um, so, okay, the song that I'm talking about, right, Are you about is, to say Heartless? Uh, For the Rest of My Life, which is sung by Moses. Ah, oh, the music of it. You know what it reminds me of slightly? What? Starry. The Starry Night. Mm. From Starry. Oh. I'm honestly not a massive fan of Starry, in all honesty. <gasps> what? Why? I've listened, I've listened to it a couple times. I just can't get into it. Oh. I really okay, just can't okay. get into it. I know. No, that's okay. I absolutely love Starry. Like, I think the music is so, so gorgeous. I think the music is so, so gorgeous. Like, oh, I love it. I love it. I love Starry. I'm a little bit sad that you don't like it. No, I just can't get into it. So, I feel like it's one of them shows that I would have to see. Yeah, I get that. I would have to see to be able to be in it and, like, appreciate it I get that. The music just doesn't do it for me, unfortunately. Like, it is beautiful music, but it's just it's not for me. Fair enough, fair enough. I think... Okay, I think I get it, because I feel like some of the songs... I mean, it's just a concept album at the minute, sorry. Yeah. It's just a concept album. And I think a lot of it needs to be reworked. Like, certain songs yeah. need to be reworked. But, like, there are some songs in that just really... That really... Oh, like, um, Threshold of Eternity. Okay, wait, sorry. If people don't know, um, Starry the Musical is essentially about uh, Vincent van Gogh. And it's about like his life and how he became a painter and how people treated him, his friendships, his brother, Theo, all those things. And it is, it's only a, there's only a concept album in it for the minute. And it stars um, Mariah Rose Faith, who is the current Regina George on the national tour um, in America. But obviously that's not happening because of COVID. But uh, yeah, it stars her and uh, she's pretty good in it. Uh, but uh, anyway, back to what I was saying. But there are some songs in the show like Threshold of Eternity that are just, it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the guitar riffs, the harmonies. Oh, like, it gets me, sound. man. Yeah. yeah. I think, I also think I need a lot more context. Like, oh my, the, the finale, man. The finale and the starry night made me weep my eyes out no, and i was walking saying, i remember you saying yeah and i was walking like around town <laughs> I was walking around town in cambridge and i was just crying and i was just thinking shit okay i'm so glad that there's no one out here at the minute because i look like a crazy person <laughs> just randomly crying um, yeah it's a- uh, oh no no continue, continue, continue. go 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 <laughs> Oh, no, 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 that's fine. Okay. Uh, essentially, like, I just, I love Starry. But anyway, yeah, um, I, Prince of Egypt, really sound. Stephen Schwartz, man, Very he writes good. some really good shows. Well, I mean, he wrote Wicked as well. Do you want to know what I've listened to probably a little bit too much recently? Go on. And I don't know what it is. We've seen this show and... It wasn't, honestly, it wasn't. I think I know what it is. I think you know what it is. It really wasn't yeah. a good performance at all. Really questionable no. singing. A lot of questionable shit oh, happened God. in yes. this production. But I don't know. I yes. I listened to it so much, and I don't know what it is that keeps drawing me back. But it's little shop horrors. It's a really fun show. <laughs> it is a fun. It's show. a really fun show. It's such a fun like, show. I, 
I really understand why people like it because it is a really fun show. And I uh, putting it out there into the universe. I would love to play Seymour. Um, it'd be really fun to play. I honestly don't think I'd like to play Audrey in all honesty because she's just a little bit too pitiful for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think you would make one a really good one of the girls, one of the like little shop. Yeah, but no, no. For me, Audrey's just she's too pitiful. She's too much of a damsel in distress, and you know me. I'm like, nah, yeah, nah, uh, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I no. get that. Um, uh, oh, little shop is so much fun. It's so much fun. The music is so catchy. Um, the story is really what the fuck kind of story, and I feel like that's what's really gripping about the show. Yes, is that it's so what the fuck. <laughs> Oh, but no, I don't think I could ever take um, uh, the the Mushnik and Sun song seriously. Song serious? Because never. No, I'm neither. Every time I. I hear it, I'm just laughing because I'm imagining what we saw when we saw that production of it. And it's yeah, like, I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Really I feel I feel like we were the only three laughing when that. Yeah, happened. we were. La- it was me. It was me, Steph, and Morgan. We were dying. And, and Hannah. And Hannah. We were. And Hannah. And yes. Hannah. Yes. And Hannah. Our, but our literally, good we were Hannah. the only. Four people in the auditorium fucking laughing at it, and it was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. It was so funny. But, like, it wasn't funny because of, like, what was happening. It was funny because it was just so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, what they were doing was just so ridiculous. It came to a point where we were kind of laughing at the show and not... um, What was happening. Not what was happening. So, Yeah. yeah, it was just a lot. But also, I love Jonathan Groff in the recording. Yeah, yes. like the recent one. He's so amazing. Like yes. his version of every, all of the songs of that show. Like he sounds incredible. You know, Agreed. you know who Agreed. was going to replace him? Uh, Jeremy Jordan. You know who's going to? Yeah, Jeremy Jordan was going to replace him. Yeah. Which okay, I have thoughts on this because why do they keep casting hot people as Seymour? Because Seymour isn't why meant to be like super good looking. Yeah, no, you feel me. No, <laughs> no, no. Like he's got to be kind of okay. nerdy and um, a little bit wait, not that attractive. Moving on. Yeah, like yes, moving on. Quirky. Um, do you want to go to the next segment? Okay, moving on. Um, this one borders into the yes. next segment, and I feel like you're gonna know what show this Ooh. is as well. Another show that I listen to I do. on repeat. You know, you know what show? What show? Alice by Heart. Alice by Heart. Yes. Oh, I love it so, so much. So, so much. This is, I would love to play Alice in all honesty. I love Alice by Heart too. I think the music is so gripping. And what's really nice about the music is, you know yes. how a lot of like contemporary shows nowadays, like they kind of compensate a show by adding like a crazy high belty note yeah do you know what i mean sometimes yeah. i feel like i feel like that's kind of what's happening with a lot of like contemporary musicals that they're kind of compensating with a lot of belting a lot of like crazy high notes a lot of crazy riffing which is all yeah. well and good like i really i also I, I enjoy the occasional riff i enjoy the occasional belting like you know if you know it, it, it is really great but if it's what i like about alice okay. by heart is that yes exactly but what i what i like about alice by heart is that it's so melodic and yes. what carries the what carries the music is the melodies and the harmonies and the intentions within it which is so lovely honestly oh i genuinely think i know it's um 
I uh, I don't know how you'd feel about it, but I genuinely think it is up there in my top ten. I love it that much. Oh wow! Well, really? I love the music. It's of a good it. show. I love the music of it. Um, in terms of the settings, I've actually got ideas of of how if I was directing that, how I would change it. Yeah. So, um, uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Alice by Heart is set in the underground uh, because in the Second World yeah. War during the Blitz. Um, and London was bombed, a lot of people took shelter in the underground, so obviously it's underground, it's safer than being um, Mm -hmm. in a shelter or above surface. And Mm -hmm. um, the characters, well, it's kind of like they're in in part of like, not really an infirmary, but there's a nurse there um, who she's treating the wounded. And you meet all Mm -hmm. of these different characters um, and they all double as different characters in Wonderland. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's it's wild because it's pretty much it the really story is. of um, when Alice gets too old to be in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly correct. Um, um, and it's essentially like she's falling in love with this guy. There's a love story within it. Yeah, it's really tragic. Like it's a really it's tragic love story because so so he has yeah because he has tuberculosis, so they can never actually get close, which is so like there's a see there's a song in the show called another room in your head and in that oh. scene that scene is so heartbreaking at the end of it because i, I love the song it. the song is beautiful but oh, like at the end of it she really it. she really wants to like kiss him and like be with him but he they can't because no. he has to because he doesn't want to pass that on to her no. it's, it's such a tragic like uh, uh, yeah yeah but the way that um whenever i listen to it so uh my brain kind of forgets the setting of the story it's already in so the way my brain kind of sets the path for this show is that it's actually set Mm -hmm. in a dystopian future um yeah and a lot of the problems that happen because there is there is kind of like suggestion of drug use in the show there's like a whole number where you don't really know what's happening but you know they've taken drugs and it's kind of like an orgy and it's kind of like what the fuck yes Yes, the staging um, feels very orgy-like yes, indeed. Yes, yes. But um, the way my brain plays it is that um, they're in this dystopian world ruled by, obviously, uh, the Red Queen. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone is aiming for this certain substance called the White Rabbit. Because, obviously, <gasps> um, the character that plays... Um, Oh, I can't remember what his name is. Alfred, I think. Yeah. Uh, the character that plays Alfred, who has tuberculosis, um, in the show he plays the White Rabbit. Uh, the White Rabbit is always going on about how he's running out of time, he's running out of time. But in this yes. dystopian world, the White Rabbit is death. And everyone strives for it because death is so much better than the place they're Where in. Where they living. It's so bad. Oh, God. So that the way my brain, chills. The way my brain kind of plays it out is that um, yes, this is a delusion, like a drug-enhanced delusion, but everyone's aiming for the right white rabbit, but there is still that love story underneath. Wait, this gives me chills. Yeah. If y- Y'all, if y'all can see my face, I am shook to the max. Like, I'm just like, oh, wow. Yeah, that, wow. That's how I would play it. That is how I play it, because obviously um, you've got... Um, when they sing about grief, that's still there because obviously everyone's lost everything to drugs. Every, yeah. like These drugs make you happy, they make you sad, they make you forget things, they make you feel things. They oh, create gee. new things that never even happened. Um, Can we actually put this on, please? 
Left by the Reds. Oh my gosh. Oh um, gosh. Yeah. Wow, so that that, that me... would be my direction of the show because I feel like it would make it so much more tragic because not yeah. only can this love never be because he dies and everyone yeah. else is searching for death as well because of how bad reality is, but it's the whole idea that she's then stuck somewhere between this made-up illusion in her head <gasps> and this dystopian world she's actually living in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow, but no, that's, that's, I, that's... I love the show. I love the show how it originally is, but I just I like to take a darker Park. turn on things. Wait until, wait, wait until you get to our dream episodes. Oof. <laughs> when Morgan and I... Uh, I watched the bootleg. Yeah, I watched the bootleg like before... Mor- I, I watched it with Morgan... And I cried my eyes out. And then when I watched it with Morgan, Morgan was just, like, completely destroyed. Oh, I was. Well. I was. It, literally, we sat there for about five minutes. It was over, and I was still thinking about it and crying. Yeah. <laughs> I it think was a the, really good show. I, I think the last time, like, the time after that we cried like that is when we watched uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, no. Fried Green Tomatoes. Yes. Yes. Fried Green Tomatoes, that's like a TV series. That's like a TV, a movie, sorry. Yes. Like a movie that we watched, and I cried so much. It was ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous the amount of tears. It does have, I cried. Um, it does have references to racism because it is set in America in the South uh, yes. in the 1930s, I want to say. Um, uh, so it yeah. does have the KKK in it, but it's a beautiful story of friendship. Absolutely yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it was really good, and it made me cry so much. Yes. Very good. Uh, but yeah, no, Alice by Heart would recommend. High, 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 high recommendation on, yes. on, on our list. Um, another, you know, okay, I'm going to talk about shows that I want to listen to that I'm really intrigued okay. by. Um, I know that we're running quite over time, but that's okay <laughs> at this rate. We've it's been fine. doing we're like make, a lot of episodes. We're making up the episodes. time from uh, two weeks ago. It's fine. But. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, a show that I really want to listen to is... I've got a few. I've actually got a few. Okay. Um, I want to listen to Bright Star. I don't know yeah. if you've heard of it. No, I haven't. I, I was listening to a compilation on YouTube of, like... You know how they do, like, those compilation of, of like, best musical theatre moments and, like, a Bright Star song came out? And it's, like... I don't know any of the context. I don't know what yeah. the show is. I don't know where, what the show is about. But it's essentially like the context, like the the song was essentially like you can't take my 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 child kind of situation, and I was like, oh my Ooh, god, okay. and the music and the and the music is so is so like upbeat and like country vibes, and it's so like whoa, wait, wh- what 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 is happening? I'm so confused. Yeah. But this is this sounds amazing. Um, so that's one of them. Uh, the other show that I really want to listen to is Aida. I feel like I've heard this. Yeah, Aida. It's Elton John. Oh. Yeah, it's an Elton John musical. And, um, oh goodness, what's her name? She was the original Nala in Lion King. Her, I, oh, how can I not remember her name? Ah, anyway, it's at the tip of my tongue. I can't remember her name. I feel so bad. She's a wonderful performer. Um, she's so, so, so good. Oh my goodness! Wait, I'm really pissed off now. Wait, what else is um, she? What else is she played? She was in the color purple as well with uh Cynthia Erivo. She replaced um thingy. She replaced um, uh Jennifer Hudson. Um, Aida original cast. Wait, give me a sec. <laughs> she performed with she performed with Adam Pascal. Yeah. She performed with Adam Pascal as well. That's not her name. 
What is her name? <laughs> oh, it starts with an H. It starts with an H. It's at the tip of my tongue, and this is really annoying me. Well, if you Sorry, want to guys. come back to it. Oh, wait. I'm already here. I'm, I'm in too deep. <laughs> it's already there. It's fine. I'm in too deep. Uh, okay. I don't care about the awards it won. Who are the actors in this show? Something Hadley. Heather Hadley. Heather Hadley. Sorry. Heather Hadley. That's who she is. Uh, she plays Aida in this show and she is phenomenal. Like, she's an incredible performer. Uh, she played Suge Avery as well in The Color Purple and she's very good. Adam Pascal, who was the original Roger, I think, in Rent. Also incredible. Like, if you've heard him sing Pity the Child from um chess oh my god like his belting game is insane like he's belting high seas man i feel like uh, he's been I'm, in something like an adam pascal tv shows that i've seen probably to be honest anyway aida is a show that i want to watch because i heard heather hadley sing like and sustain a high f in this musical compilation that i watched and i was like what the heck that's insane okay uh i'm gonna i'm gonna mention one last show that i want to listen to which if we ever if we do a second episode a second musical theater um episode we will i will let you know if i've listened to any of these shows um (laughs) (laughs) uh another show that i really want to listen to is girl from the north county yes we should have the seen that when it was on in the West End. I know, right? But the thing is, I thought it was a play. I didn't think it was a musical. Yeah. I thought it was a play. So, you know, shame on me. How many times did we pass that theatre? We saw it so many times, and I didn't so know many, anything so about many, so it. And I, was like, and I was like, well, it's okay. And you know who's starring in it on Broadway now? Who? Colton Ryan. Oh. By the way, Colton, Colton. Ryan played um alfred in alice by heart so yes he yes. did i he is he is my baby i love him i love Miguel him so much Miguel loves him i love his voice i don't really think he's very good looking uh i love him in every aspect of him that, that sounds so creepy that sounds so creepy but like i mean it as a fan but like so, no yeah. he's he's so incredible like his singing is so amazing yeah. like i've never heard a voice like his do you know what I mean? It's like it's his a, voice it's, is so it's hard specific. To describe. It's hard to describe, but it oh It's so lullabyish, so silky smooth, he's wonderful. Um anyway, uh he's I find him really cute. And yeah, he's wonderfully talented. But anyway, he's in this Girl from the North County and it's essentially like about uh, like being a like uh, I don't really know to be honest. I feel like I I, I really want I really want more context, but it looks incredible. Um, I've heard one song. It's all Bob Dylan songs by Bob Dylan. So you, I've heard one song with which Colton Ryan and Caitlin Kinnanen sing. And uh, oh, no, not Kinnanen. Sorry. Caitlin Hulan, I think is her name. Sorry if I'm pronouncing all these names wrong. I'm so sorry. But um, yeah, both incredible performers. Um, Colton Ryan is my baby. I love him. He's great. <laughs> All right. We're going to end the podcast, this episode, on me just fangirling over Colton Ryan. <laughs> well, it could be worth You could start to fangirl over Jeremy Jordans, and then we'd be here for another 45 minutes. I think I'd probably fangirl over Ben Platt more than Jeremy Jordan. 
No, but it's the fact that with Jeremy Jordan, you don't know if you want to be him, fuck him. Yeah, I get that. I get that hard. Here's the thing about being gay. This is a huge different tangent. Here's the thing about being gay. When you see someone attractive, it's like, okay, do I actually find him attractive? Or do I want to be? Do I want to emulate this person? Or do I just want to fuck this person? You know, it's it's a whole spectrum of just feelings and emotions. I'm so sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this. Yeah. To be honest, I do kind of get that because um, do you remember that specific friend of ours that I was like, oh my God, I really, I really have a crush on her. There's two of them. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, most recent. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, she's probably, yeah, definitely, like, I understand it from that perspective. Because obviously, like, she's incredibly fucking talented as well, so. Yeah, she's really wonderful. Anyway, so, yeah, thanks for listening to this podcast, guys. We really went over, and we're probably going to do another episode of a musical theatre episode, because we have so many thoughts, so as you can so, probably so see. And, and obviously, so many musicals. Um, we'd actually, I think it'd actually be nice if you guys could obviously recommend us, tell us some of your favourites, um, even give us a list of one to ten of what your favourite musicals are, because we can give you Yes, 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 (laughs) yes, 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 um, Um, I live for musical theatre, um, live I can't speak English, um, guys, it's 11 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock at night here in the Philippines. I'm tired. I'm going crazy. But anyway, um, <laughs> yes, send us all of your recommendations. We'd love to hear it. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at timeoutwithmm. Um, oh, you're getting so good at that. So, so good at it. Honestly, thank you. We're not <laughs> making any more mistakes, you know? No, um, <laughs> we're trying to, I'm- guys, we're trying to get a booker to, like, get us some sponsorships. <laughs> Not a hooker, a booker. And All of them. The I made last week. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, and I hope you enjoyed our little gay tangent at the end there. Yes, we love to see it. Um, yeah, go follow us on Instagram. Follow us as well on Spotify and SoundCloud, yeah. wherever you're listening to uh, us on this uh, on our podcast. Um, so yeah, give us a little follow. Also, I forgot to mention on the Instagram, which I probably should at some point. Um, we're also available on Breaker and Google Podcasts now. Oh, so yeah, we're so we are almost everywhere. Um, have a listen to us if you wherever you're listening to us. Thank you so much for listening, and yeah. we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.